Let's clap our hands to it. Entertain his presence. There's nothing else that matters more than that we entertain or we cater or we minister unto him. The atmosphere is so beautifully set for what God wants to do in this place tonight. Musicians, singers, worship so beautiful in this place tonight and I could feel right from the beginning this thing wanted to shift into a, another gear as we would call it that's our that's our churchy terms we use it wanted to shift into another gear and we could move into what God has and uh, I feel the setting is right for what God wants to talk to us about tonight I say talk, I feel to preach what God would, would have us to hear. Visitors, we're so glad that you're here tonight. I'm so thankful for what God's doing in so many lives. Uh, you, you don't get the phone calls I get. Many people, there's such a stir, and uh, it's everywhere. It's, there's a stir in the Spirit. God is calling people, equipping people. I like to call it like this. There's a message I preached a long time ago. I have to find it. Divine alignment. There's a divine shift. That things that have kind of just been hobbling along, God is synchronizing it all together. Ministries and people and churches and movements are all coming together for one objective. To wind this thing up that we can go home. You got your Bibles, 1 Chronicles chapter 28. 1 Chronicles chapter 28, verse 9. And thou, Solomon, my son, know thou the God of thy father. Serve him with a perfect heart, the willing mind. For the Lord searcheth all hearts and understandeth the imaginations of the thoughts. If thou seek him... He will be found of thee. But if thou forsake him, he will cast thee off forever. Take heed now, for the Lord hath chosen thee to build a house for the sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Then David gave to Solomon his son the pattern of the porch and of the houses thereof, the treasuries thereof, upper chambers thereof, inner parlors thereof, and a place for the mercy seat. And the pattern of all that he had by the spirit of the courts of the house of the Lord and of all the chambers round about of the treasuries of the house of God and of the treasuries of the dedicated things. Slip over to verse 19. All this said David the Lord make, made me understand in writing. David is still saying this to Solomon. His hand upon me, even all the works of this pattern. 
David said to Solomon, his son, be strong, be of good courage. Do it, fear not, nor be dismayed. For the Lord God, even my God, will be with thee. He will not fail thee, nor forsake thee, until thou hast finished the work for the service of the house of God. I want to preach to somebody here tonight, to whoever it may be. Stick to the pattern. Stick to the pattern. If you would, lift your hands one more time. God, speak to our hearts tonight. God, speak to our heart and our mind, our spirits, Lord. Let your word do what only can do. Let it not be the words of a man, but let it be the words of eternal life and of you speaking to us through the word of God. We pray it, and we give you the praise and the honor for what you will do in Jesus' name. Clap your hands to him as you're seated here tonight. David coming to the close of his life, and now he is transferring the task at hand to Solomon, his son. David seen the great things of God, the purpose of God. He has seen great victories and great battles in his life. But now as he begins to depart from this earth, he now gives Solomon instructions of what's to be done. David could not build this what we call, or scripture calls the temple. The temple was going to be built by Solomon. But David now is understanding that I'm not the one by whom this is going to fall and the builder of this house. But it's to Solomon that he is going to pass on the job, the task at hand. And telling him, Solomon, God is for you. God is going to be with you. Do not fear what you may face. Basically what he's saying in my vernacular is this. There's going to be bumps along the way. But if you stick to the pattern... If you stick to the outline, if you stick to what I'm telling you always works and will continue to work in your days, if you hang on to the pattern, I'm going to tell you what God's going to do. He'll fight for you when you can't fight for yourself. He'll stand up and speak for you when you have lost your breath in battling for the things of God. God will never leave you nor forsake you if you stick to the pattern. He gave him the details of what was going to take place. He told him all the ins and the outs. There's a porch you're going to build, and there's a courtroom you're going to build, or court. You're going to build the treasuries. He gave him everything to the pattern, Brother Charlie. I don't believe that we're in an hour now where God's lost. God is not looking for a people that is just kind of idly standing by without a clue of what to do. But God has found a church in the end time that is ready to follow on in the pattern that he left for you and I. But the struggle that you and I face is sticking to the pattern. Because humanity is involved and my own will is involved and my own thoughts and opinion is involved. When God all along says, you don't understand, I work within the pattern. If you stay in the pattern by which I tell you to do, then I can take care of your emotional highs. I can take care of your emotional lows. I can take care of your feelings that ain't really working in the right department. The best thing you and I could ever do is stick with the pattern that God's left us in his word. And if God ever said, this is my pattern, I'm not worried about how it's all going to play out because I know 
the pattern, the word pattern. I looked it up, Brother Mike. It comes, it means uh, an outline or a, a plan. But I looked at it a little bit deeper. The root word for it is banner. It's a Hebrew word. It means to build. To understand the pattern properly, I got to go all the way back to Genesis where it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and, faith, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. That's the beginning of where it starts. And then the Bible says, and God said, and then God created. And somewhere in those days of creation, he decided, I'm going to show man way down the road a pattern. That they're going to follow. They're going to see it now. It's in shadow. It's in obscurity. And they might not totally understand it. But I'm going to show them how I do things. When Ace, with Brother Langley, when he said he created man. But he didn't stop with man. Out of the side of man, he took out a rib. And he took out things to create the bride and the wife to Adam. And here's how the scripture says it. For God made woman. The word made there is the same word used as a root in 1 Chronicles 28 that I read for pattern. The word is banner. And when he said I will make or I made a woman, it means I built something. And from the very beginning, God understands, I'm going to build me something. I'm going to build. He's trying to show Adam, Adam, I'm building you a woman. Symbolically for you and I, here's what it means. For God is going to build a church. I remember Jesus saying, for the gates of hell shall not prevail. But he also says, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. So the pattern for the church doesn't ever change. It may change people, but the source and the carpenter never changes. If he ever said my pattern is this is the way I do it, I take special interest in building this, then he don't change in building it. I believe God still looks to build individuals into something that he can use for his kingdom. God still builds things in me and your. That's The enemy does a good job at tearing things down, but God does even a better job at building things up. And the Bible says that it's through the word of God and it's through the edifying of the saints and the fivefold ministry that God uses to build the church. But the struggle is sticking to the pattern because the pattern sometimes don't always correlate with what I think and what I feel. It don't always come in alignment with what I want to do at that particular moment. Look at Peter in Matthew 16. It was Peter that got the revelation of what God was saying when he said, Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And upon this rock I will build my church. It was in that moment that Peter represented and understood the church today, but he also represented this entity. Destiny was revealed. And as soon as destiny was revealed, what was the next thing that happened? Jesus says, I got to die. It's time for me to die. And Peter rises to the occasion and he looks at the Lord. Now understand, he rebukes Jesus. He rebukes him, Brother Kenny. I'm still waiting on somebody to go, ooh. 
rebukes the Lord. You know what, Peter? Peter was not of the same will of what God was trying to do. And he rebuked the Lord and said, this ain't going to happen. And God's response, Jesus' response back to him, Simon, Peter, you don't have the things of God, but you're following the traditions of men. The translation for that is the doctrine of God. A doctrine of man. What he's saying is, Peter, you just got a revelation of what your destiny is going to be. You're going to declare, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God's one Lord, and the revelation of one God. But before you do that, I need to teach you and show you something. There's a pattern. I got to die. You can't go around the pattern. You can't stop me by your own will. There's some things I've got to do because it's part of the pattern. It's part of what I have to do, and it doesn't change. We've got so many thoughts and ideas of what we think God should do at that moment, but we fail to understand that if it doesn't correlate with the pattern of God and what God has for my life, what God has for my marriage, what God has for my family, what God has for my church, if it doesn't align, then it's a pattern I need to let go of. And I need to stick to the pattern that God has through the word of God. I'm going to quote it again. For God has he led captivity captive and he gave gifts unto me in Ephesians 2. And what he's saying, the gifts are the fivefold ministry. God is setting the course now in this hour through fivefold ministry for the body of Christ that we're reminded of what the pattern is. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and in him will I serve. Don't deviate from it now. Repent. Everybody's wanting to deviate now because here's how you can build a great church. The pattern for building a church, there's one pattern, the book of Acts. I thank God for everybody got their revelation of what they think building a church is. God bless you and God love you. But the book of Acts is the pattern by which you and I have been given to us as the church that if we follow. So here's the pattern. The pattern says, by my name, remission of sins is going to be done. He said, you can cast out devils by my name. That's the pattern. The activity of the church is based upon a pattern. That's why you and I can't fail. We can fail in our humanity and we can get all out of sorts in our flesh. But if I go back to the pattern and I say, I'm going to stay with God, You'll cast out devils in his name. Remission of sins can be gained by his name. The struggle and the battle, though. See, I alluded to this. We're home folk tonight. We got a few visitors, but they'll be all right. I alluded to this story not too long ago. It appalled me. A man, widely known in areas, has now come up with a new doctrine that God is not, Jesus is not fully man, not fully God. And in the course of this, it came to my hearing, and someone called me and said, Brother Benoit, here's what is being said. I, I study it. Tell me what's what. And I said, well, I ain't got to study a whole lot. I'll hear what you're saying and what he's saying. And I can tell you right now, if he's saying he ain't fully God and fully man, something's wrong. I, I don't need to go to a doctrinal thesis or summit of theses. Because, see, I done got it. 
and you can't ever take it away. See, this is what's living inside of you and I. The plan, the pattern, the building-making work of God, banner, is in you. So when you can't figure out what to do, God says, I tell you what, uh, I'm going to pick up my hammer and I'm going to get to building some faith in them. That's why, folks, it doesn't matter what comes down the pike from the end time. It doesn't matter what comes around from secular Christians. It doesn't matter what people may say or do. As long as I got the pattern in my heart, I got the Holy Ghost in my heart, and I understand the work of the pattern, God can take out a hammer at any time and begin to build in me the necessary faith I need to make it through we've given up on the Holy Ghost too soon well I got the Holy Ghost now I'm saved yeah we'll get to that later but the Holy Ghost is more than just saving me and you it's God's spirit in you that wants to build in you a most holy faith so I said well I know but I tell you what I'll go ahead and read it and then I called another individual that was very schooled in Hebrew and Greek and said, hey, here's what the deal is. And, and response back was, that ain't right. And I said, I know that, but it's being propagated within our own ranks. You say, Benoit, my God, why would you tell that to a church? I'll tell you why. Because you better make sure you know the pattern because if not, you're going to get hoodwinked. I started with banner. I will build me a church. Adam represented Christ that was to come. Writer in the New Testament says, for Adam failed through one man's disobedience, through the obedience of another, many were made righteous. Adam was the first. Jesus now fulfilling and fixing what Adam messed up through coming in in obedience. But just as much as he represents Adam, what represents the woman? The church. The church. So he gave me an example, Brother Langley. Here it is, John 1. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Hold this for me just for a second. I'm going to give you a little word picture. In the beginning was the what? Word. And the Word was with God. Saying two, huh? Kind of sounds a little weird. But then it says, and the Word and God were what? One. And then it says, and all things were created by him. Singular. Not plural, Sister Helen. What does that mean? That there wasn't a God the Son and a God the Father and a God the Junior and a God the something. He said all things were created by him. One God. There wasn't an eternal son. You say, well, how do you know that? Then let me just give you a simple scripture. When Jesus was tempted by the devil, Brother Fontenot, and the devil says, cast thyself down. Turn the stones into bread. Angels will give you charge. If the son was eternal, let me ask you this way. Was Satan in eternity in the beginning? Go ahead and nod. Yeah, because I'm giving you the answer. I'm giving you the cheat sheet. Yeah, Satan was in the beginning. He would have been elementary, eternal, right? If Satan's tempted Jesus in the flesh, and he's saying, cast thyself down. If Jesus was eternal, don't you think Satan would have remembered him from eternity? 
I ain't the sharpest crayon in the box, Brother Fontenot, but I got that one down. I think Satan would have showed up and said, hey, bro, I remember you back in eternity. It's time for me and you to go. Why? Because the son wasn't eternal. The son is fully begotten. He was fully man and fully God. But here's what I'm after. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And all things were created by Him. The word Word means logos, thought. Revelation 13 says it like this. For, the son, for He was slain, the Lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Many people have heard that scripture over and over and said, well, see, the Son's begotten. Not so. When you understand that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, in the beginning was the logos, the thought of God. And you can't separate the thought from an entity that would be like me and you right now I'm thinking something that's my thought and it's ownership where are you going with all this Benoit I'm trying to paint to somebody in this place today God had a pattern long before denominationalism came long before you and I had an experience in God this pattern was eternal from the very very beginning and if I stick with the pattern that God gave you and I in the thought of God in the mind of God brother Langley he saw himself looking down through eternity. He saw himself coming and robing himself in flesh, fully God and fully man, for one objective. That was to die, to shed blood for you and I. Why? Because way, way back in the Old Testament, when Adam fell, the Bible says they were clothed with skin. The pattern in the beginning was there's got to be blood shed. And if there's blood, your sins can be remitted. So now the pattern has continued from Adam. And it went to Cain. And it went to Abel. And it went to Noah. And it went to Moses. And it kept going. And the pattern never changed. If I'm ever going to get my sins remitted, there's got to be blood shed. And the only way the blood can be applied and remission of sins gained is that I go down in a water, Josh. See, because what you did tonight, you bought into a pattern that never changes. And if he said remission of sins can only be taken away through him, through his name. See, we sang about it tonight, the name of Jesus. But see, if I really know who that name is, I can look at spiritual opposition. I can look at struggles and say, this ain't my pattern. This is your pattern. And when you led captivity captive and you conquered death, hell, and the grave, and you came in, you went down into Satan's house, you kicked him to the curb, took the keys of his own house, and came back up and said, hey, I tell you what, I'm giving you Peter. I'm giving you the authority to begin to do a work in my, because there's a pattern I need you to follow. And if you follow the pattern and you stick to the pattern, Peter... You don't think he needed the pattern, Brother Roger? Here's how he needed the pattern. Acts chapter 12. Peter's in prison. And I don't guess this really works. I don't guess this Holy Ghost really works. I don't guess remission of sins really works. And Peter's in prison for doing good. 
But the Bible says he began to sing. He began to talk to the Lord. And something happened in Peter's experience. What man tried to stop, he couldn't stop a pattern. And somewhere out of nowhere, some angels showed up. See, when you know the beautiful name of Jesus, you're not just buying into some Christianity. You're getting a revelation of who God really is. When you say Jesus, he said, I and my father are one. I come in my father's name. I'll send the comforter in my name. When I say the name of Jesus, Brother Langley, I just said everything in one. I just said the burning bush. I just said the rose of Sharon, the bright morning star. I said it all. And man can never stop that pattern. It doesn't matter what new wind of doctrine comes out. It ain't time for me to throw the bells. And the only reason I again said it was because I want us to understand if I buy into the pattern and the word of God with everything that I have, it'll be just like David. David was trying to tell this to little Solomon. Solomon, you got to hold to the pattern. There's going to be bumps in the road. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to fail God. You're going to drop. You, David's speaking from a, a place of being betrayed. He's speaking from a place of falling into in all these things that David had messed up with. The numbering of his. David's saying, son, listen to me. If you stick to the pattern, God will help you. God will give you courage. That doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. That doesn't mean life is going to be splendid and great. But I tell you what it does mean. When everything is down and you're walking through a valley and you don't know what to do, the name of Jesus is going to come to your memory. It's going to come to your spirit. And the pattern is going to wake up in you. And you're going to realize if he went to a cross and held to a pattern, then I can hold to a pattern too. The thought, the pattern, he saw it coming way down the road, Sister Christine. But he never, on the cross, my God, my God, why they forsaken me. What, as God, he could have came off. But he didn't. Why? Because the prophecy said he had to die. When you buy into the pattern, this kind of preaching is not foreign. It's foreign right now, Sister Peggy, to many a generations because that pattern never was bought into. And then we wear a word on our brain what did I do wrong? When really, it was their own responsibility to buy into the pattern. I never went to Bible school. Flunked English pretty good. And didn't do very well. But something, I'm like Paul, Brother Bushnell. Something's done got a hold of me. Can I put it in my commentary? The pattern done got a hold of me that I can't let it go and I'm telling young people I'm telling young couples I'm telling elder pride don't matter who you are when you buy into the pattern 
What are you, what are you still saying, Benoit? I've done declared to you several. One pattern, hero is of the Lord our God. What's another pattern? Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the, the Holy Ghost is real. Josh, is it not? Where's the saints of God that when you first got the Holy Ghost, you just got that feeling that you weren't even standing on the earth no more. I got any amens right now? I remember that day. See, because I've done it again since that day. And I remember the pattern. See, that's the beautiful thing about the Holy Ghost, Brother Fontenot. It wasn't just a one-time thing, Josh. I can go to God in prayer now, and God's going to touch me again. And that spirit that lives in me is going to wake up again. And I'll begin to pray like I don't even know what I'm supposed to pray for. But something will begin to move. But the pattern... Is what our generation, younger generation, has got to buy into. I'm almost done. Today was a day of just, I felt so strong. Inspiration of the Holy Ghost. A challenge again for you and I to understand the pattern's not frail. God's not slack concerning his promises. God's not weak. But God is strong. And if he can find a Solomon that'll buy into the pattern, the temple will be built. Folks, I told you before, what are we all about? What is living for God all about? What's this life and coming to church all about? My, these messages that God preaches to us at camp meetings, what are they for? It's not for entertainment. It's for God to tell me and share with me the insights of eternity. To prepare me, Sister Jeannie, for one reason. I've quoted it, John 14. Brother Margaret's preached the message backwards and forwards. He said, there ain't no little mansions. Sorry, Dottie Rambo. You missed it. Mansions are little houses. And when you and I die filled with the Holy Ghost, you become the house of God in the heavenlies. And here's what God's saying. I got a pattern on the earth. If you're going to be my house there, I got to work on you here. We're in the tabernacle mode, but eventually we're going to get in the temple mode. Solomon was in the same pattern. He was saying to David, David, Daddy, you got the tabernacle mode. I'm feeling the responsibility to build the temple. You see the parallel? The pattern don't change, Sister Claudia. But here's the struggle. Will I let him work on me? Will I let him build? Will I let, will I stick to what I know? You know, many times, I'm closing, really, I'm getting close. You get to singing these old songs. I, I, I love our new songs, but these songs that don't have Jesus in it, that's why we sang tonight. Did you feel what began to move? Because Jesus why the pattern? But there's an element. I don't want to ever lose when a preacher preaches Acts 2.38 to be excited about the pattern. Well, I've been living for God for 30 years. I've been living for God since Moby Dick was a man. I don't care how long. I don't want to ever lose the excitement, Sister Tiffany, of what it was when I first got it. 
Because you see that pattern, Sister Sandra, it has an innate ability to do something in me that when I when I remember how I got here and I remember about where I came from and I remember how God really did change my life. I'm preaching to people tonight. We I hate to call ex drug but we got exes in this house tonight. People that were once bound by drugs. And I don't care what the psychologist says or the doctor says or religious people say. We're standing in the midst of people that have been delivered by the pattern that has set before us in the book of Acts. I once was bound by sin, but gee, the pattern took me in and changed my life. It still works. I sat there with Sister Alma. Power of God moved in that hospital room. I'm telling you, there was angels in that room. And I looked at her, and I said, Sister Alma, tears filling my eyes and hers. And something I felt. She's laughing, cutting up, still wanting to pray. I'm thinking, my God, quit praying. You're 82. You can quit now. Come on, somebody. I'm kidding. But she did She's wanting to pray for somebody else laying in that hospital bed. And here's what hit me, Brother Roy. Whatever faith you got. See, I, I never quit. I got it. I want more. Because you see, when, those wrong, when, when soldiers come to the door and try to shut our building down and declare martial law, and we can't have church no more because we declare there's only one God and his name is Jesus, and they, the, folks persecuting going to come to us. They're not going to come to the others. They're coming to the one God Jews. They're not worried about Muhammad, Confucius. They're not worried about Buddha. They're worried about people that say, I will not back off of the name. And I said, I want what you got, Sister Alma, because you got a faith that I know if I could put that in a bottle and take a good dose of that, I'll be able to face anything that's coming down the road. And I'm telling us as a church, there's a pattern that's God's given you. You say, well, I've done heard that, but here's the thing. Don't ever lose my joy and excitement for the fact that God has given you and I a lease on eternal life, that this ain't my home, but my home is over there. And if I follow the pattern and I stay within the pattern it doesn't matter what man does that was Joseph's problem he had a pattern of a dream sister Christine and he made the mistake of telling them something that was personal and when he did men sold him into slavery he had to go through the lie of Potiphar and everything under the sun but here's what I love about Joseph sister Helen he held to the pattern that the dream said and though it might have gotten dark and it might have gotten bleak and it might have gotten hopeless and he might have gotten mad and frustrated he held to what God said he was going to do and he never deviated from it one iota I'm preaching to a church in this in time hour that we're going to hang on with everything we got to the path and we just ain't hanging on we're going to see the greatest things that God has ever done in the church in this in time hour stand to your feet with me if you believe that God is preparing us like never before there's something moving I told you earlier there's a shift in the spirit brother Ed and God is looking for people people 
He's got to do it. He don't do it through the cows. He don't do it through the chickens. He's going to do it through people that will be willing to let him impart to them an understanding of the pattern of God, who he is. People asking, I want to know who God is. You ain't got to go to Buddha to find out who God is. All you got to do is pick up one book. This one book, Brother Mike, will give me everything I need to understand who God is and what God's relationship is with mankind. And if I'll study this book and study the things of God in this book, then I will learn what it takes to please God and walk carefully before God in an hour. Folks, we're in an hour right now where the conventional preaching and the conventional church ain't never going to make it for you and I. We have got a pattern that is apostolic. A pattern that not only sends things out, but a pattern that says you and I have got an authority and a power. Now watch, I close and I purposely left it for last. Some of you probably thought, what was he talking about, Peter? Peter got the revelation, Josh, of what he was to do. You're going to declare the oneness revelation to Peter. And he said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. I'm going to show the world there's only one God. But Peter got caught up in that. The revealing of his destiny that he was going to be the one that was going to open the door on the day of Pentecost. Acts chapter 2. And he got caught up and he fell back quickly into the doctrine of men. You say, well, what does that matter? God didn't throw him to the curb. God didn't give up on him. God didn't tell him he was a devil. God just said, son... I'm going to show you that the pattern has an order. And if you'll follow my order, my pattern, there will be an authority that will come to you to accomplish the job you're called to. You're wanting to do the job too early. I've had some people say, I've said, I've heard them say, multiple statements here, but I've heard them say, and this one, well, pastor just don't know my giftings and man why can't I just take off man I've heard it say that not about me I haven't had that here but I've heard other people say that about their pastor well man he just hold me back or I've heard people say about their home I just cannot live for God because my family's too chaotic I just cannot raise my kids because and we find like Peter and Josh, uh, Joseph I can't do this because somewhere in our quest, realize there's a pattern that God's given you and I. It takes the work out of it. If I just stay with what he said, things have a way of working itself out when it doesn't look like it ever going to work out. I'm reaching for somebody again on this Sunday night just to let them know hey God's trying to help us the doctrine ain't changed the message ain't changed the church people change but the church ain't even changed it's still a church infused with power to reach this world like never before is there anybody that says here today you know what brother Benoit I've seen some things that's made me question whether the pattern is this or that. 
But you know what? Tonight, I understand through the anointing of God, there is something. There's a pattern that if I stick to it, young people, you hear me? There's a pattern. Young couples, there's a pattern that if I stay to the pattern, the same faith as to how I'm had, the same faith our elders have had that have gone on before us, that same faith will be infused to help us move forward into whatever God is calling us to do. I believe there's a day coming that God's going to extend us beyond in outreach like we've never seen before. I still declare this building will be filled to capacity and God will move on us to move to another uh, size building to try to facilitate. Why? Because the end is upon us and the pattern will not fail. And as Christ came to a close, Solomon got the same message. You got to finish this journey. Is there anybody here tonight that's willing to say with all their heart, God, I buy into it tonight. Somebody here tonight, maybe you've never had the Holy Ghost. God's already filled Josh, but if you want the baptism of the Holy Ghost, if you'll repent of your sins and say, God, forgive me, God will fill you before you leave this place tonight. Why? Because I said so? No. The Word of God says so. For those men said, what shall we do? And Peter responded back to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of your sins. And you shall see the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you and to as many as the Lord thy God shall call. The pattern never changes. If you believe that, step out of that pew tonight. Lift your hands and declare by faith. Come on, we invite our guests here. You're not joining the church. We just want to know and want you to be a part of what God's doing in our local church. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your heart right now and declare unto the Lord, Lord, you're good, you're faithful, and beside you there's no other. I'm putting my trust in your word. I'm putting my trust in a pattern. If God saved the children of Israel, he'll help you and I. Come on, lift your voice with us. Lift your voice and declare Jesus. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know how much this my nerves can take. I'm telling you, in the pattern, stick to the pattern. In the pattern is a calming for your nerves. In the pattern is a peace in your mind. In a pattern is the help you need. That's why the Holy Ghost works. Not just to save you, but to keep you until that day. 